0: You can find me always on at the Stacey Harris on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else. Google that and you'll find me. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you guys hop into Twitter because I will be at YF Entrepreneur chatting with all of you at the hashtag YFE chat. So be sure to be chatting away with me. Corey says we need a show. I think we might need a show, Corey. Let's get together and work on that. Jen says we need, to, we need a show too. I That might be shenanigans. That's what we should call it. We should just call it shenanigans. All right, guys. It was super fun talking to you. Thanks for letting me do this. And I will see you guys all on Twitter during the show and forever and ever. Bye.
1: So... At the Stacey Harris is absolutely the coolest. Thank you so much to at the Stacey Harris. Stacey Harris of Hit The Mic Marketing for doing our pre-show. This is Jennifer Dotto. You're watching YFE Chat Live, the live show that happens every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, here at YFELive.com. Tonight's show is with a a gin maker, actually. Very excited about that, because last week we talked about, um, well, not last week, it was actually a couple weeks ago, we talked about marijuana. Super interesting, very controversial, like we talked about before. Unsubscribes all over the place on the YFB mailing, but we were really talking about the industry, the business, the legal stuff behind all of it. So um, we're gonna do the same tonight. We're gonna be talking about the liquor industry, but this time with a Seattle native um, we're going to bring in Holly Robinson of Captive Spirits Distillery. It's a distillery here in the Seattle area, in Ballard to be specific. Very excited to talk to her. We're going to be talking about opportunities in the liquor industry, um, problems that they're having, and also, of course, cocktails, because tonight is a cocktail kind of night. So stick around through the entire 30 minutes and use the hashtag YFEChat. I'll be on there also on the chat. Ask your questions. Call in. We also have the call-in line at 8... 8 um, I'll give it to you after the break, so I'll see you on the flip side. <laughs> Jen Dono with YFE Chat Live. Again, um, the, the show that happens every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific 9 Eastern at YFE Live.com. Our replays are available at YouTube, at YouTube.com forward slash YFE Entrepreneur and on iTunes. If you just do a search for um, young female entrepreneurs, will pop up. Make sure that you subscribe, like, share, all that fun stuff. Tonight's episode is about the liquor industry. We're bringing on um, Holly Robinson of Captive Spirits and she's gonna be talking to us about uh, the liquor industry and also about gin, cocktails, and everything in between, so I'm very excited about that. Tonight's episode is episode 70, and it's brought to you by a couple sponsors. The first one is Oval TV. Oval TV hosts and produces live video events built to meet your objective. Visit TV to request a free 30-minute consultation today to find out more about going live with your brand and my MailChimp. And we've got the latest from YFE presented by MailChimp. MailChimp is the best way to design, send, and share email newsletters. You can get started today at MailChimp.com. And let me tell you, I can be very dangerous with MailChimp. If you've subscribed to YFE's, the um, Mailed It uh, email newsletter, Um, I'm trying to be really good about not sending you an email every day, but every day I feel like emailing you guys and letting you know about cool things that are happening. Um, one of the things I've been interested in doing is doing a, um, a mailing out every, we used to do this when YFE a couple years ago. A couple years ago we did a, a weekly email out on Fridays that was like the links that we gathered that were informative that had to deal with, um, young women, um, entrepreneurship stuff that was happening like in politics and in business and like fun stuff and um instead I've been sharing it over Twitter and Facebook and that kind of thing so let me know if you're on chat if that's something that you're interested in oh at Corey Freeman thank you you can email me all you want Jen thank you um that makes me feel better because I get very um I'm sure all of you guys do too it's not just me that you get very like worried about how much you email people but anyway let me know if that's something that you'd be interested in because we do we gather a lot of e- links we have people emailing us all the time with new product offers etc Um, so just let me know if that's something you'd like so apart from um, the mailed it list which you haven't if you haven't signed up yet go to yfc slash mailed it sign up for our email list so I can send you emails um, and tonight's uh, show is all about liquor like we were saying if you're on Instagram make sure you take a picture of the cocktail that you're drinking whether it's wine, a cocktail, et cetera, YFE chat. I know you guys like your cocktails, which I do too. So um, would love to see what you're drinking. Uh, Tag it with YFE chat. So tonight's Holly Robinson, if you're drinking a cocktail, if you're in the Seattle area and you're actually drinking one with Big Gin, which is the the cocktail or the liquor that we're going to be talking about um, with captive spirits, then you get bonus points. <laughs> so, um, at the end of this, I'm sure all of you are going to be asking your bartender and your local liquor store to be to be stocking it. So it'll be really fun. Um, but back to getting uh, what's going on recently with YFE. We've had um, Cr- Kristen Runvik um, at Kristen Runvik. She recently attended World Domination Summit, which I know a lot of you guys did. And so I've been on Instagram and following you and you're all just you're also inspired after the conference. It's a conference that Kiss, Chris uh, um presented down in Portland, which is just south of here. We're in the Seattle area. Um, he actually wrote a hundred dollar startup, and um, uh, she gave us the the three takeaways. There's a video of her with no audio. You could play over it too, Kristen. Um, really, really cool of her to record that for us. And so, three takeaways, which anyone can really apply at any conference, which is really cool. Like my first, my favorite one is the, her first point, which is just go up and talk to people. Don't like everyone feels uncomfortable when you do that first weird introduction. Um, so definitely check that out and then also another thing that we did was last week YFE Vegas tech Jacqueline Jensen of at Jackie M. Jensen. She's ticket COO and she also produces the downtown podcast down there in Las Vegas. She recorded there's another video of Jackie um, No audio. No audio yeah, there's no audio on it and um, if you guys can check out, both of them are on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash YF Both fantastic resources. So Jacqueline brought in um, at Mean Krista, and they were talking about the, the idea of failing forward. It was a really interesting talk between the two of them. So check it out again at youtube.com forward slash YF Entrepreneur. Like, share, comment, all that fun stuff. Um, so just a quick shout out to everyone that's on the chat. Thank you so much for showing up live. And a big again, thank you to at the Harris. She's at HitTheMicMarketing.com. She just launched a um, a pre sale of a product for Facebook marketing that's coming out. And I am, always, and I feel like I'm pretty up in all this stuff, but Facebook still confuses me because it's constantly changing. So um, hopefully you guys can check that out at HitTheMicMarketing.com. And um, so let's go ahead and talk about our guest. Right, I'm really excited to bring her on. So, Holly Robinson. Holly Robinson is a marketing and events director behind Captive Spirits. Um, she's expected to articulate the Captive Spirits brand image. The team leans on her for brand development, community outreach, marketing, events, and the occasional tiebreaker when she's not hawking booze. I love her bio. <laughs> you can usually find her in the garden or kitchen, cooking, baking, concocting shrubs and tonics fit to pour with big gin. So I'm really excited. Holly, thank you so much for being on the live show tonight. Of course, thank you so much for having me. All right, so let's go ahead and get down to business. What is Captive Spirits? What do you guys do? What's um, And what's your role within it?
0: Uh, Captive Spirits is just our little gin company. Um, that uh, my husband and fiance for the past two years and we've been together for quite a while before that um, we started with a dear friend Todd Liebman and his girlfriend Erica. Um, the four of us kind of got together and the gents really uh, kind of had a force behind it to start off with and um, I had a little bit of marketing and background knowledge in uh, promotion and um, we just put this together about a year and a half ago. Um, we've been out a little a little under a year and a half now. And um, we focus on making gin.
1: I love it. I So let's talk about gin really fast before we get into the questions about the liquor industry. Because I feel like gin, um, so my favorite gin is, and I don't know anything else actually to do with gin. So uh, gin and tonic is like my go-to summer drink. And someone recently said to add in, Basil and cucumber into gin. So, what's the what's the big deal with gin? Where does it like Where does the background come from? Because I've read a couple things about your husband and his and his um, his background in gin. Why gin? You know, um, it had a lot to do with our business
0: plan and how we could structure our company and survive. Um, We didn't have the capital to do a whiskey distillery, which costs quite a bit of money. and gin just fit really well. It was something that all four of us really enjoyed, drinking. We had a passion about. Um, And we also kind of noticed there was something missing in in the market, in Washington State in particular, um, with local spirits that we wanted to kind of fill. Um, And that was back when we opened it. There's, I mean, there's so many new distilleries all the time. Um,
1: Well, and um, at NKK Steel or Dickey, she's saying gin and grapefruit juice. Uh, Greyhounds equals delicious.
0: Gin and grapefruit is amazing. Gin and ginger ale is one of our favorites.
1: Oh, that sounds good. Gin is just a refreshing uh, drink, I feel like, in the summertime. But um, the whiskey piece, we'll get to in a little bit. Because I've seen a number of young women that I've been posting on Instagram, they're whiskey tasting. And it's always like, since when was whiskey a women's drink? But it really has become a women's drink in the last like year or so, and you probably know more about it than I will. So we'll talk about that in a second. So, before we get into that, let's talk about the the micro distillery that you've started. So, That's- is that is that the right term to use, micro distillery? Um, it's definitely a small distillery. Our our
0: our um, our pot still is only a hundred gallons. So that's pretty we have small. some
1: pictures of that. If you can show it when she's talking, it's pretty crazy. I've never seen, I mean, I've done wine tours, you know, beer tours. I've never gone into a distillery to look at what that looks like. And it's like a scientific process. <laughs> it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's super fun. My husband does a lot of the distilling and then, um, we bring in a lot of friends to help us, um, do the bottling and labeling and that sort of thing. And, um, as you know when we need to do tastings and r and d on cocktail recipes and that sort of thing, we um definitely lean on friends and um, their input is' really important to us in our company
1: I love it and i I feel like when I look through the pictures and your social media updates it is it's a family affair and I followed you guys for the <laughs> sure. last couple of years. I read an article somewhere about you and started following you and um and it's just been really cool to watch the progress. But Thank you. as far as getting started, and like you were saying, you're a distillery, you've got these big gallon, you know, big things that bring all of this together. It's a warehouse type of environment, yet you have to do tastings. I don't know if you're doing tastings now, actually. So how? what kind of challenges were present in creating a business like this?
0: Um, there were several. We don't actually do tastings, um, which kind of goes into what kind of distillery we are? We opted for a distillery license instead of a craft distillery license. It gave us more flexibility with the products that we use. Um, we wanted to create a, an English dry gin that 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 represented what gin tastes like. You know, as much as those cucumber and basil and the super fruit-forward gins are lovely, we all really enjoyed. A really great gin, and we wanted to create a domestic alternative, and so that's kind of what we did with Big Gin. Nice. So, uh,
1: well, let's talk about that then. Is is the is the um, the future of, of Big Gin the product that you have currently? Is that something that you that you plan on keeping small? Because if we see in these pictures. Um, you're doing, you know, you're it's by hand. You, like you said, you have your friends and family bottling it. You you see yourself with the red, uh, sharp, the red sharpie, like marking yeah. the the batch and everything. Is this something that you plan to bring across the U.S. or do you want to really keep within like the Northwest as like the the home territory?
0: Well, in order for us to make a profit on it, you really have to expand, and we thought about that when we were developing our business plan and. How we wanted to grow, and we want to grow very s- slowly. You know, we've been open for a year and a half, and we're in about three states at this point. Um,
1: and the but, three states being Washington, Oregon, and North Dakota?
0: Uh, we're in Washington, uh, North Dakota, and actually Illinois.
1: Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's a big deal. Thank you. And
0: we just actually shipped our first palette internationally a few days ago up to Vancouver, BC. Oh,
1: how fun. So, Apart from, so going back to the challenges, if whenever you expand into another state, does that mean more licensing? Um, what does that look like? Yes. Um,
0: lots more licensing, lots more um, red tape and tax work. And um, it gets a little more complicated for Todd, who does a lot of our paperwork. And um, it, it gets a little more complicated. We have to reach out to distributors. Um, we have to build relationships in other states. Uh, without that since we're not present um, and we are from Washington we're not from we're not the home the home state distillery which a lot of states have now uh, we have to go and travel and build those relationships and market correctly
1: right so um, now what I think it it's it's been your your husband that's going into North Dakota right for an event yeah he's taking Stella
0: over there for a week so
1: and Stella is your
0: our two-year-old daughter Oh
1: my gosh that is the cutest thing so there's a picture I don't know if you can find it and um, there's a picture of him holding your daughter and and working and I just thought this like the ultimate American dream kind of a thing you're working with friends <laughs> and family and you're just making it work you were trying to realize your dream no matter what and I thought that was really cool so um Now let's get into some of the the more YFE type opportunities part of this. Because you guys are working your your behinds off trying to get the the gin into all these other states. Um, But with that, there's... I feel like there's opportunities for young women whether it's with your gin product or any other liquor out there for for marketing etc so if people want to work with a liquor company what kinds of of um, of things do they need to think about for example your website if you click over to captive spirits distilling and ask people are you 21 and under so you being the marketing director what kind of things do you have to think about when you're marketing a, a liquor product
0: Um, Well, you can think about a lot of different things. If you want to be a responsible marketer, you think of uh, the demographic that you want to reach. Um, You know, you look at the price point of your product and you have to make it accessible to people. Um, For us, it's really about doing events and getting our faces out there so we can talk about our product um, knowledgeably.
1: And now the events that you do because you're a marketing director, um, marketing and events director. So is um is are the events things that you actually plan and put forward, invite people out to, or do you partner with um the bars or the the store that the retailer that's selling it or other events? What do the events look like for you? We do
0: a lot of partnerships, a ton of partnerships. Um, the few outstanding in a field dinners we did the past two nights. Um, we partnered with Anna Wallace from the Walrus and & Carpenter and she used our gin and this amazing salary soda cocktail she did. Um, we partnered with um, Andy McClellan. He was at the Golden Beetle for a little while and uh, just moved up to La Zinc and did a cocktail class with him which was amazing. Um, just a lot of local a lot of local bartenders really help us out. A lot of local businesses Um, we did an event with Peter Miller design, which he was awesome. Um, people just take a shining to the gin and, and we kind of partner with them and see what works best for the, for the both of us. We really want to make sure it's a mutually beneficial and a good partnership.
1: Well, and on social media, you are, are you doing the Facebook and tweets? Yes, I love your Facebook page, and whenever you um, are available at a new a new bar or a new restaurant, I've seen a few photos where the the proprietor will shake the hand of of Ben and Hannah and check, I think we were trying to do that more that was awesome. And it was a little bit smaller, and now it's kind of out
0: of control, and we can't keep up. But yeah. if there's photos out there that people have we definitely want to see them because it just makes it makes our hearts happy
1: (laughs) yeah it's such a smart you guys as far as images go and capturing just fitting your brand i think it's you've done a fantastic job and i think it's a lot of marketers can look to you as a role model as far as marketing liquor um because you've really yeah you've made it a family it just feels like a family affair nice quality gin too and on that note um at corey freeman who is going to be 21 soon. So I feel like we should be as responsible marketers um, say something along the lines of drink responsibly, don't drink if you're if it's illegal, that kind of a thing. But um, she's asking, would she like gin? Um, and at the Stacy Harris is saying, if it was a quality gin, I suspect you would. So the thing about big gin is that it's, you guys have gone to great lengths to make sure it is a quality gin. Can you talk about what the ingredients that are in it?
0: Yeah, definitely. We really stick towards the the common gin uh, compound. So you have your really juniper forward, um, cassia, uh, angelica is kind of the binding agent of it all. Uh, gin really has you know a, a a unique build, botanical build to it, and we stuck towards the pretty traditional. We added a couple little fun things in to give it a unique boost. Um, And we definitely ramped up the juniper because that was something we felt really like it needed to have.
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) Um, and at the CC Harris is is bringing us a question from Nikki Steele. What do do you do with your work with botanicals?
0: um, You know, we source them from the U.S. particularly, but there are all sorts of botanical brokers. So um, San Francisco Herb Company is one, and there's also a company out of the Bronx that we work with quite a bit, um, and they basically find the best ingredients for us around the world, um, and they're kind of the, the middlemen in that. Um, Albania has great, has great juniper, for instance. The juniper here in Washington State is pretty mild. It wouldn't make a really bright gin, um, so we don't use that. Um, we definitely get batches of botanicals in and we say these aren't good enough and we have to send them back and, and, and get some different, different bags.
1: <laughs> so with that in mind, as far as finding uh, those vendors, the people that you buy, you purchase your botanicals from, is that something that you guys had to travel to? How did you – where did you even know how to do that?
0: <laughs> we just kind of taught ourselves. Um, you know, when you're, getting, when you're getting products that aren't very good um, – well, what would happen is we would call the company, we'd request samples. Um, the samples would come. A few of the items were really bright, very strong, which we're always looking for the fresh possible you can find, you know. And then we would order those botanicals from that particular company and then go in search of those other botanicals that were a little on the weak side that didn't really have the characteristics we were looking for. Um, we use Tasmanian pepperberry, and um, oh. it needs to have a really intense heat to it. Sometimes you get berries that are a little on the dried outside. Um, so so now, it's just kind of going in, back and forth.
1: In the meantime, are you – I mean, there's a picture of of your husband having, like, a small tasting glass. And I think you went through – how many batches before you found one that was, like, this is the big gin?
0: We went through a lot. Um, we basically did a blind tasting with, like, 50 of our friends that are in the restaurant and bar oh, industry. <laughs> <laughs> and had them rate um, – we put our four favorite gins in the mix with um, a ton of really amazing gins, both local and, nas- and uh, national and then also international. Um, so, like Tangere was in there, and Beefeater was in there. Seagram's gin was in there, you know, and then local guys were in there as well. And they kind of rated the flavors that they liked out of them, what they liked best. And this one particular batch kept coming in the top three of everyone's favorites so we kind of thought that that might
1: be the one so how did you get your friends to come out i, I this is a silly question for like was really hard so. <laughs> but i mean we hear this a lot we bring in people that are in the tech industry and they say oh you know this is the best way to to get your your minimum viable product basically saying that you know this is the one that you should go to market with and they say you have to talk directly to a customer bring them in and have them try it out and watch them try it out how did you Again, it's probably a stupid question, but how did you get them well, to come and do a taste test for you? I mean,
0: it probably was a little easier for us than most tech industries, but yeah. um, you know, we invited people that we really respect. Um, Eric Tanaka from Tom Douglas was one of wow. the, one of the folks that came in, and, um,
1: now, well on that my, I was, oh, gosh, I don't want to interrupt you, so keep going. Oh I'll you're good.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but you know, these
0: people would come in, our friends would come in and they would bring a person or two that really didn't know us. Or have any interest in flattering us, you know, um, and that's what we wanted. We wanted people that were going to give us their honest opinion because we didn't want to take something to market that it was just our friends being like, "Oh man, this is delicious," you know. Um, we wanted we wanted people to say, "You know what? I would not drink that," or "I would drink it," or "That one tastes like bubble gum." That one tastes like you know. So we had a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm not big." Gin drinker, but they would drink all of them, and they would pull these different tasting notes out, which was incredible to me. Um, but it was the general, you know, it's the general public, which is that's our that's our audience.
1: So now you mentioned Tom Douglas, which is like I was saying, it's a revered name in Seattle. People hear that name and you think, oh my goodness, you're in a you're in Tom Douglas, right? Are you in all of his restaurants or we're in we're in? I can I'm pretty
0: sure I can safely say that we're in most most of his restaurants if not all of them yeah how did
1: how did that work out what was the process like to actually get into restaurants you know you talk about tom douglas there's a host of other restaurants and bars you're in um is it the liberty in seattle the liberty Um, bar yeah yeah a lot of
0: andrew friedman is amazing in the bar industry in seattle and what he's done for the bartenders guild we have a ton of respect for him
1: yeah so i mean you're in a very a number of restaurants that are highly respected how did you get those how did you get into them um, you
0: know, it was a lot about relationships. Of being in restaurants to begin with, I had worked for Tom um, at Lola for three years, and so a lot of the folks that I waited tables with, um, you know, four years ago, they're all in management roles now. And so when we came around and said, "Hey, you know, try our gin," of course they all want want it, you know. Right. Um, and then just Ben, my husband, uh, worked for Kings for a long time, and. A lot of great connections there, just different people that have that have kind of fingered their way through Seattle into different bars and restaurants. And um, uh, it's you know, it's 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 a lot about connections, and it's a lot about just letting people have a bottle here and there, and letting them try it and just check it out on their own without you sitting there watching them. And you know, um, that, that's. That's really helped us a
1: lot. Those are good points. Now, I mean, with that in mind, so you were in your, you and your husband were both in the in the restaurant industry, and your husband has his background in, in the distilling process. How did you get started in the beginning in terms of capital and hardware and all the stuff that you need? Because it's not just like opening up, you know, an online business. There's a, it's a lot of money to put that kind of a thing together. So, what did that look like? You know, I
0: can't take a ton of credit for that part. Um, Ben and I were dating casually and I decided to move to, to Portland and uh, so I was living in Portland and he was up here while we were dating and him and Todd worked really hard on their business plan and trying to develop, um, they developed a million dollar business plan basically where they needed to find a million dollars to open up and it was right when the economy was not doing so well and it just started to kind of keep, keep lessening and uh, thrilling folks. Um so they kind of stepped back a little bit and reevaluated what was going on and um at that point I moved back up here and um we all kind of had a little bit of a hand in in developing a business plan that was much smaller and could be a little more sustainable um where when you're selling 10 bottles that 10 bottle sales goes back into the company and that kind of buys the next 10 bottles I mean as a very Small example
1: <laughs> no, I think so it was a, a bootstrap company at the beginning, or is that Definitely. safe to say okay, so you didn't you didn't actually go out and fundraise or anything like that. It was all kind of from your savings and
0: um, there was a little bit of of both uh, ben and i and and Todd, and then um, Ben has a great friend who is amazing, and he ended up financing um a large part of the company. Um, a little bit at a time. And then as he... But that was seemed, as you
1: got started, right? As
0: we have got started, okay. yeah. Um, he committed. He committed at, at entry level. Um, and because of him, we got off the ground. And then as we've grown over the past year and a half, he's definitely helped out more. And
1: And is he um, involved um, past the financial... Um, and You don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but is he involved... Do you have to listen to his input, that type of a thing? No, not really. He's
0: just a really cool guy he's an inventor
1: that is a cool guy (laughs) (laughs) there should be more of him out there
0: i know he um he has a really great company called paha um and they they finance small startups and it's usually a little bit different than liquor companies but he made an exception for us
1: (laughs) very cool and it, again, it, gives, it goes back to you talking about relationships, building those yeah. relationships, making Definitely. sure that you're out there and talking about what it is that you love to do. So before we let you go, we were talking about whiskey and yes. uh, the idea that a, a number of young women are on Instagram uh, tagging whiskey, whiskey tastings, all that fun stuff. Is that something that you're interested in getting into when you expand? Are you are you expanding into additional product lines? What does that look like, the future of it? You know, kind of I personally experience?
0: love whiskey. Um and bourbon and uh, it's not something that we really have a strong desire to get into there's people that are doing it and that have been doing it in the Seattle area and in the US for that matter for, a, for quite a while you know um, right when the laws changed in Washington State in 2007 um, there's certain companies that got got started I know Woodenville whiskey company is going to have some amazing stuff you know oh, I've
1: um, been hearing amazing things about them
0: Westland, Westland Distillery is another great local uh, whiskey company, um, and so it's a it's a long process, and you have to have very good investment and very patient investors.
1: <laughs> I bet. So for the time being, you guys are sticking with gin, then.
0: We are definitely we're sticking with gin. We have the bourbon barrel aged gin um, that we we have in Washington State. We have a little bit over in Chicago right now, um, in, in Illinois. Um, we'll see if. North Dakota picks it up but for now it's, it's a pretty small production and it just kinda of is a little more rounded gin. They're aged in uh, used Kentucky bourbon barrels for six months and wow. uh, that's kinda of our, that's see, kind the of our whole, answer.
1: The whole liquor process whether it's wine, beer, whatever, you have to have a lot of patience and it's the type of a person that would invest in a company like that. It's just interesting to think about it because it's not just you know the patience of making the money but it's the patience of actually getting the product to market because you can't rush a process like that, so not at all, yeah. So, Holly, I really appreciate you being on. So, let's um, before I let you go, if I'm living in Arizona, for example, because I know a couple girls that are watching that are in Arizona, if they wanted to buy Big Gin, where could they buy it?
0: Well, ironically, <laughs> we are in very intense negotiations with uh Young's in Arizona, and so we should have Big Gin in Arizona very soon, um. Yeah, I- Currently they cannot buy it because it's not on the shelf. But um what they could do is get online and Benny's it's B I N N Y S dot com uh is out of Illinois and you can mail order through them.
1: Oh, very nice. And so that's yeah. the one place that you can do a mail order? Yes. Okay. Very cool. We'll have to promote that on, on the post too, because it's fun it's fun to have a company, you know, a brand. It's a it's a party, you know, a party favor kind of thing it's some it spurs some conversation so i think that's fantastic holly thank you so much for joining us is there anything that you want to leave everyone with
0: um just that if you are interested in checking this out we love people to come help us to bottle you can uh, email us through the website you can stop by by appointment if you send us an email or give us a call um we can come down and sell bottles from you to you from the space um but other than that just just touching base with your bartenders and The places you buy alcohol and letting them know the products that you enjoy that's how you get them there
1: smart i think that's a great point before you know our ending point is that if you like a product tell the people that actually sell the products that you want it in there because they listen to you
0: they do and they don't get a lot of feedback right so that's positive
1: yes exactly so holly thank you so much for joining us and one more time where's the website that we can find you at
0: uh, we're at www.captivespiritsdistilling.com.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Holly. Thank you very much. All right. So we've just been listening to Holly Robinson of Captive Spirits, uh, and she, again, awesome. Just she's founded this company alongside her husband and friends and family, and it's just an incredible. incredible backstory and just, um, I don't know, it's always fun to hear about new industries, people doing different things and the work that needs to be put into them, finding different opportunities, ways to solve their problems, etc. So hopefully you guys uh, gained something from it. It's been fun to read your chat for everyone that is... um, watching live at yfelive.com. If you're watching the replay, make sure that you comment, you share with friends, subscribe to our channel, etc. This has been Jennifer Donna with Young Female Entrepreneurs. Hopefully you'll show up next Thursday again at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern at yfelive.com.